I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sean Watson talking about what the rest of the season means with two games to go following Saturday's loss to the Saints. And our Reaction Monday, which is brought to you by Chrysler Jeep Ram of Willoughby, continues as we go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. And we welcome in one of the best football beat reporters in the biz, grateful to be joined by Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com. Mary Kay, I hope you had a chance to enjoy a nice day off and relax a little bit and enjoy the holiday. Oh, I really did. It was a fantastic day and uh, just so grateful to have family in town and, and really enjoy a nice Christmas. So I hope you did too. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was, this was our first Christmas with, uh, we have a seven-month-old at home, so it was our first Christmas with uh, with the baby um, which, I, as as I'm sure you can attest to, when you have somebody who like gets into the whole thing and the gifts and the Santa and all that, it's it's a lot more fun. So it was it was very enjoyable for us for sure. Oh, well, congratulations! Thank That's you. awesome. Good thank for you. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and hopefully stayed warm as well. I I because it was not a not a good weekend to be outside for sure, as you saw on Saturday. Um, speaking of which, on Saturday with the cold temps, everything that kind of transpired in that game, what was your overall assessment? of Deshaun Watson's play. We know there was a lot made of, you know, this is the coldest game he's ever played in. Will he be able to play in the cold temps? Just what did you think from a a progress standpoint that we saw from him? You know, I actually thought he handled the conditions very well. I thought they had him throwing more than he should have. I thought 31 times was too much. Uh, I I thought the Saints had the better strategy of just really pounding that ball and sticking with it and mixing it up. Uh, amongst their, you know, their different runners. So I thought they did a better job of game planning for this. And, uh, you know, so I thought maybe they put the ball in, in Deshaun Watson's hands a little bit too much for the conditions, but he handled those conditions pretty well. Now, there were times when uh, the wind just had a mind of its own, of course, and the ball did whatever it wanted. So it seemed as though, you know, he was just off on his throws, and it's just that the wind uh, was carrying them wherever it wanted to take it. So I think that had a lot to do with it. But in the end, he gave them a chance to tie or win the game. And that's what you expect from your quarterback. So I thought that was a good sign. And he just did not get enough help uh, from his receivers in those clutch moments in the end. Yeah, and you mentioned not getting enough help from his receivers in the clutch moments. Obviously, the the big drop, the the big play everyone's talking about, David Njoku in the end zone. Listen, props to him for owning it with you guys after the game as he kind of admitted like, hey, it's on me and 
Um, you know, I, I, I let the team down. But I just felt you're going out. There was a big story about him not wearing a shirt pregame and everyone's posting their videos of it. And he's talking about him and Deshaun Watson potentially living up to being, you know, like a Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey uh, comparison. And you go out and drop it in that moment. Like, I, I can't blame fans for being frustrated and disappointed. I just thought it was a bad look. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that, um, you know, that you need to make the connection between him not wearing a shirt and dropping the pass. I mean, you know, that's just David being David, and I think you have to let these players be themselves, and that's who he is. That's what he wanted to do in that moment in pregame. He said he was going to do it, and he did it. And you know, I don't think that led to him dropping the ball in the end. The thing about David is that he really has come a long way with his hands. He's gotten so much better. Um, And, you know, I I just think that he is going to have a really dynamic career with Deshaun Watson, but occasionally, very occasionally, he still loses that concentration when the ball is coming in and, and just doesn't see it through to the end. And, you know, either that or the ball came in like a brick, And, you know, he just couldn't handle it. So, uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know if it was just a matter of, and I did try to, you know, ask him, you know, press him a little bit on, like, you know, what did happen. I mean, we saw saw what happened with Amari Cooper. Amari slipped on the the very snowy end zone, and, you know, he lost his footing and he dropped that pass. Um, With David, I don't know if it was lack of concentration or if it was, you know, his his hands were frozen at that point, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but he has kind of moved past those drops. He really has gotten so much better. And, you know, that was sort of out of character for who he's been lately. Talk with Mary Kay Cabin in the North Olmsted Chrysler Cheap Dodge Ram Hotline. There's been a lot of conversation among the fan base, especially on what the future, I guess, should hold for Kevin Stefanski, but we're starting to get word, and I'm sure you have some insight and, and information of your own um, just on what his future does hold. I know Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports reported over the weekend that Kevin Stefanski likely to be back next season. It doesn't seem like the Hasms are making a, a massive change there. Um, is there any possible way that that maybe changes over the last two weeks? Like, Would the only thing maybe be if the team just completely acquits on him that they would maybe change their tune on that perspective of things? No, not at all. And first of all, I've been writing for, gosh, I mean, months that his job is safe. Right. Um, so, you know, to, to see that report on, on Saturday, that was just more of what we have, have been writing. So that, that really was nothing different than, you know, than what local media has been putting out there. Kevin Stefan- There's not been a thought in their minds that Kevin Stefanski is on the hot seat in any way, shape or form. On the contrary, uh, you even heard Deshaun Watson the other day saying that, you know, Kevin Stefanski was a major reason why uh, he wanted to come to the Cleveland Browns. So uh, that narrative just was was nothing. That was more almost, I think, a, a, you know, a fan social media type sure. of thing. For sure. Uh, I, I just don't think it was rooted in any any kind of reality. And I still don't. I, I really think that uh, what holds true is what Andrew Barry said at the bye week, and that was, that they feel the same way about Kevin Stefanski as the day that they hired him. They feel very strongly about him as the leader of this football team, and he has only gotten four games to coach 
their elite quarterback. So that's certainly not enough time to evaluate the job that these two are going to do together over the next how many every years. So I, I don't think there's anything that can happen in the next two games that would change that. What does that mean, you think, bringing, a, bringing Stefanski back this year in terms of like his leash for next season? Because we know the Haslams over, over the course of their ownership of this team, they can sometimes make those emotional gut reactions to things. Like, will Stefanski come back and, and they'll feel good about like, yeah, he's – He's going to get a full season because I think that's the biggest fear then, right? Mary Kay is like you bring him back and then you're kind of wondering like, oh, well, if things don't go right in the first few weeks, like are they just going to pull the cord? And I think that's what would, I guess, have people worried moving forward from there. So what kind of leash do you think he will have coming back in 2023? You know, I think that everyone in the organization wants this group to work. The Paul DePodesta, Andrew Berry Kevin Stefanski regime. Everyone wants to see that work. They feel good about it. And again, you know, you need to have, generally, you need to have that amazing quarterback to, to pull the whole thing together. I mean, look in, uh, you know, in Baltimore, they've struggled without their Lamar Jackson. I mean, if you take Patrick Mahomes out of the lineup in Kansas City, obviously it's going to be a different football team. Take Josh Allen out of the lineup. I mean, that's what happened to the Cleveland Browns this year. They did not have uh, their new elite quarterback for the first 11 games, and it does make a difference in terms of uh, the win-loss record. So I don't think the lease is short. I think everyone wants to see this work out, and I think everyone is very optimistic that it will work with Deshaun. Now, they've got to do some things uh, to improve the team for next year to make sure that he has everything that he needs I think uh, they need to add another receiver or two. And, uh, you know, the young guys need to keep coming along. But for the most part, uh, I, I think it's all systems go. Mary Kay Cabot joining us on the hotline. A few more minutes with her here on 92 Through the Fan. Uh, we saw the – you talk about making moves in the offseason and, you know, trying to figure out what this roster is going to look like moving forward. Jack Conklin signed the contract over the weekend, gets the extension for uh, four years, $60 million. Does it mean anything for Jedrick Wills? Because it feels inevitable that they'll at least pick up his option this offseason, I would think, being an Andrew Barry pick. But what does that maybe mean for him? And is that a position that maybe they're looking at upgrading at all this offseason, you think? Well, uh, I have been writing, again, for at least about a month or so, that they will pick up that fifth-year option uh, by May for, for Jedrick Wills. It'll, it will be in the neighborhood of $13, 14000000 million for uh, for the 2024 season. And then, you know, that buys them some time to see what they want to do. That's not an, uh, you know, that's not an out-of-control salary for a left tackle. So that's, you know, that's a reasonable amount of money. So I think that's a no-brainer, and that will happen. And then they can decide to either uh, extend him at some point after that or, um, or they can see how that season plays out and kind of go from there. That would give him... Uh, two more seasons to really prove uh, that he is their left tackle of the future. Have we seen the last of Jadeveon Clowney, you think, in a Browns uniform? Well, you know, I, for one, I hope not. I think he's a great compliment to Miles Garrett. I think he, you know, he does have uh, some injury history, but uh, when he's out there, he's still pretty darn amazing, in, in my opinion. And he wants to play with Deshaun Watson. So I think he would be motivated to come back. Uh, I think if they can work out the numbers, 
that there is a good chance that, that he will be back. I think he should be back. I think it's hard to find an edge defender like that. Yeah, and, you know, when he was when he was healthy and when he was out there on that field, uh, he makes a huge difference. Uh, I want to bring this up, Mary Kay, because I know even during this time slot, it's it's been kind of a, uh, I guess, sort of more, I don't know how to describe it, I guess, but a, a interesting topic of conversation in regards to Nick Chubb. And I know Lima's kind of talked about this a little bit where he said, you know, people thought drafting Jerome Ford, maybe that's the the replacement to a Kareem Hunt. But what if there's a chance that that's actually the replacement to Nick Chubb? Like they have a brighter future in, in, in store for, or a view of brighter future in store for him, where, again, they don't have any first-round picks. Nick Chubb maybe could become a trade asset. Is there any possible – I don't think that that's, that's going to happen. I just want to know from – Mary Kay, you with all the insight you have, like is that at all a possibility that Nick Chubb could be somebody that this team could look to move on from if they have high hopes for a guy like Jerome Ford? No, I, I don't see that at all. I think that you know Nick, uh, to a certain extent, is sort of the face of the franchise. He embodies Agreed. everything that uh, this regime loves about a player and about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think he just represents so much about what's right about the Browns. And, uh, you know, he's such an incredible team and fan favorite. And I really just don't see that happening. Yeah, I agree. I, it, just, it would just be too, I mean, you talk about really uh, upsetting the fan base. Like you said, face of the franchise, guy who everybody really loves and rallies around. It'd be a tough guy to move on from. Let me get you out of here with this, Mary Kay. You obviously mentioned receiver being something this team is going to look at this offseason. What other pro- what other positions do you think Andrew Barry is prioritizing as they get ready to now, again, we start off-season talk here on the station. They got two games to go, but as they really look ahead to the off-season, what else? What other areas do you think Andrew Barry's really looking, honing in on to try to improve going into 2023? Well, I, I think they have to obviously improve their run defense, and they had so many issues at linebacker this year that did not help them in any way, shape, or form uh, because of the injuries. But I do think that they have to strengthen uh, that run defense in any way that they can. So they they have to look at defensive tackle. They Again, they might have to look at defensive end if they do part ways with Jadavian Clowney because even though I think they should bring him back, I'm not 100% certain uh, that, it w- that it will work out that way. Um, but, yes, definitely they have to look at defensive tackle and linebacker. And then, you know, you just always want to keep refreshing your secondary because that's just – uh, such an important part of the team in this uh, passing era. So the defense needs some help. I lied. I got one more question. Staying on the defensive side of the ball, I've kind of been saying in some ways it feels that John Johnson the third and Grant Delpit are kind of redundant in the way that they play. Like they both love to fly up and make tackles, but neither of them has been exceptional as a coverage guy. I just wonder, like, are both those guys back next year, you think? Is that, as you say, refreshing the secondary a little bit? Is that an area you think that Andrew Barry looks at as well? Well, it will all be looked at. Um, as, As of right now, I would think both of those guys would be back, but, you know, maybe their roles would be tweaked a little bit. Mm. Uh, You know, the whole defense is is going to need some scrutiny and some, uh, you know, some revision, Uh, but I would say they'll both be back. All right, Mary Kay, I can't thank you enough for the time. I really appreciate especially the day after the the holiday weekend here. She, again, one of the best in the biz, covers the Browns for 
Cleveland.com. You can find her on Twitter at Mary Kay Cabot if you don't follow her already. Mary Kay, thanks so much. Hopefully we get to do it again soon. I appreciate you. Sounds great. Take care. Thanks a lot. Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland.com. Great stuff from her, as always. Great insight, as always. And I am very, very thankful that she was able to join us uh, this morning. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.